Seventh episode oh, of Ileana. 67. God, we already feel old. Yeah. Uh, Dave Dotter in the house. 67. There you go. So, uh, welcome, everybody. This is our first live on location episode. But bear with us. Of Ileana Soccer Radio. So, yes, you don't want to know us. what's going on behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. Bear with us. Well, I'm sure volume may not be great. Lighting may not be great. Hey, we I'll have. tell you what, though. The scenery is excellent. The scenery is excellent. Here, look at you. We're at the newly cleaned off Plymouth Speedway. Good way of putting it. Yes, cleaned off. <laughs> if anything can be clean after, after you know, a dirt track for a dozen years. Yeah, yeah, and two months of rain. <laughs> uh, so we were invited out here by our buddy Tony Eldridge, uh, who's going to be, he's, he's actually the one behind the camera yeah, at the moment. That's why you don't want to see us behind the camera. Yeah, so uh, he'll be on here in just a minute. But we invited us out here. They got some rules meetings and stuff going on this afternoon. Um, but, you know, wanted us to come out here and really showcase the track and just kind of hang out for a little while and talk to some of the competitors. And, uh, you know, we, we got here a little earlier than expected. Made good time. Yeah, we you know, did. My lead foot. Made pretty good time <laughs> down 30. And uh, so we, we hung out and actually took a lap around the speedway. Uh, the asphalt's actually in great shape. And mm -hmm. we'll talk with Tony about that here in just a little bit. Um, so, of course, now my wife hears that. She's going to be on guard and on defense first thing she's going to tell me is no yeah why did uh, you admit that lie yeah i shouldn't have done that i guess one of those like ask for forgiveness yeah, rather than per yeah. permission kind of things uh but the asphalt's in great shape and we'll talk to tony about that here in just a little bit but i think the cool thing for me is kind of sitting back and listening to everybody that's come up and all the yeah. stories that they've had yeah Sounds, we were talking about how old we feel now uh, yeah we do feel a little old at times but you know the stories these uh folks have told that you know you're going to get to you mm. know we're you know talk with some of these people here in just a little bit uh, that have showed up uh it definitely sounds like the stuff we conversations we had about Ileana, yeah. you know in yeah. the past so um definitely uh yeah, here would be a good place for a commercial it would be a good place for a commercial but instead of a commercial we're going to bring in the man of the hour mr tony eldridge promoter it's South just Bend. about a commercial yeah it's just about a commercial <laughs> itself this is as close as we can get to a commercial uh so Tony, welcome to the show. I mean, you're such a stranger to the show. You've never been on before. Right. So, I mean, you don't First really time. Know the deal. First, First time. First time. Their long time caller. I know, right? Uh, first, thanks for having us out here, thinking of us, bringing us out here. Yeah, you know, I really just got to thank you both. You guys are tremendous for the sport. Um, even at South Bend, you've done so much for us. And so we've got some pretty big news we'll share later on in the show. And I thought, what better place than Ileana Stock Car Radio? I mean, and having you here live. Uh, it's been neat. You were saying it best. Like, there's a ton of drivers around us, and all morning they've been sharing stories about the good old days and just hearing, like, what it used to be like. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I mean, I equate racing stories like fishing stories because they're all a bunch of, you know, BS most of the time, you know. 
the fish was really this big mm -hmm. when it was you know, right. that big. But, you know, stories have been excellent. And uh, you know, little, I take pictures of those stories. That's exactly. That's why we got the, the cameraman here. But uh, a little history about this place, for those of you who may not know, opened in 1952, um, paved after the 2012, or asphalted after the 2012. Oh my trying dirt. to say dirt. They, they got it dirty. <laughs> I see I see the asphalt out here and I'm all kinds of flustered and confused. But yeah, dirt after 2012. It was asphalt prior to that. A lot of history here on the asphalt. Uh, it did well as a dirt track for the last several years. Um, but Sowers made a decision to go back to asphalt and uh, there was a lot of excitement about it. Uh, a lot of controversy about it too. Uh, but that's why we bring in the man to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So let's so we've got cue cards today. I got cue cards. I'm, I'm impressed. Like, I'm yeah. pretty impressed. Well, because Lord knows I cannot remember all this stuff. And I have a yeah, Normally, when, when you're watching us, there is a big sheet tape right next to the camera that Jeremy's reading off. Yeah, so usually half the time when I sit there and just like, uh, I'm trying to find my place on the sheet. Uh, so first, the surface. That's one of the first things that stuck out to me when we pulled in here. How good it looks for being under dirt all these years. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, Kevin has been out here working tremendously, uh, long hours trying to get this done. Uh, he's done most of it by himself, believe it or not. And uh, it is amazing. There's a couple of places we have to patch, one on the back stretch where they put the drainage in and one on the front where they ran the loop. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you could literally go hot lapping today. We've got one spot of dirt in the middle of four, kind of using his on and off ramp. But other than that, like, the track is immaculate. I mean, the old lines, the white lines and the yellow on the bottom are still there, which kind of floored me, like, yeah. just how good it looks. Yeah, like you mentioned, the paint's still there. I mean, yeah, we've already had a couple of drivers that have showed up asking about hot laps. I mean, they're, we're had ready one to go. Some. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and one I actually did want. It, I believe it was only one, but uh, but it was great. So, yeah, what has I, that I, process? I had to remind you which way to get on the track, you did. by the way. You did. Oh, that's so, even better. It's great. Yeah, so uh, yeah, this one tell me how to drive. On a racetrack, that's scary for everybody. Well, I'm else. out there. I watch a lot of driving. You do. That's true. So, what has the process been like getting this dirt off this track? So it was quite the undertaking. Um, I mean, you're talking two feet, three feet of dirt in some places around the surface. And so, uh, what Kevin did first is he dug a spot to figure out how deep it was and where it needed to go. Um, and then we have a couple of big water trucks, obviously from the dirt. And so, once he started going, he just constantly wash it with water to break up really easy and. And that was the key here. I mean, he used that water truck, and then when you go to scoop the dirt, it just pulled right off like a puzzle piece. So, uh, But it took him a good three, four days to get all off. Um, Noacki Trucking was out here helping quite a bit with the trucks in and out. Um, so it didn't take as long as people think. Like, it came off nice. And we do have all the dirt still here. Um, all the dirt is on the property. So just in case, you never know what might happen in the future. But um, So it was, it was a pretty neat process, but it just a couple of, couple of weeks, and then... It looked like new. Right. Now, you know, we kind of talked about it, you know, prior to recording everything, just everything that went into this. So the towers took it over in April, took over running the track in April. Decision was made earlier this month that, you know what, we're going to go back to the asphalt. As everything does in the world of local short track racing, it's all controversy. Yes. Half the people <laughs> love it, half the people hate it. So talk about what went into the decision and because it wasn't an easy decision. No. We talked about that. It really wasn't an easy decision. And a lot of people thought, you know, ahead of the time, oh, this was its plan the entire time. Well, what if it really wasn't? No, not at all. So, can I talk about kind of what went into making that decision? Kind of peel back the curtain a little bit for everybody. So, the neat thing at both South Bend and Plymouth is um, we have a board of directors. So, we don't make any decisions alone. Kevin doesn't make decisions at Plymouth. He and Vern do not make decisions alone. We all talk with the board of directors. We come up with what is best for the sport. Uh, Kevin and Vern are both racers. 
And so for them, they want to do what's best for the drivers and the fans. That's what they look at first. And so uh, the constant back and forth list of pros and cons. What would the pros and cons be? Uh, how, what's the work going to look like? Can we make it happen? How's the surface going to look underneath? Uh, so you're talking about two or three weeks of just meeting and talking about what is best for everybody. Um, and then the dirt guys, you know, I get they're upset. They lost a dirt track. Um, but again, a lot of the asphalt racers are put on there. We feel that pain because back in 2012, we lost our asphalt track. So it's kind of the give and take. So um, a lot of people said, you know, they went dirt because the asphalt wasn't making money. Uh, at South Bend, we have such a good team. How we treat people, the respect level we have, that same team is going to come here and run Plymouth as well. You'll see all the familiar faces. And we're just going to do the same thing. We plan on treating everyone with respect, making them feel welcome from the moment they get here. And I think that'll be the difference that's going to make Plymouth a successful asphalt track again. Right. And you've kind of mentioned some of that team aspect from South Bend. You've announced over the last couple of weeks several positions that will kind of be doing double duty over here. Yeah, and so that's a, it'll be nice because it'll be mostly Friday, Saturdays. I have three or four dates where um, I've got a night of destruction up at South Bend. So those nights are going to be a little tricky on staffing to figure out who we have to put where. I know the um, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Sarah Tarleton will be here as race director. She does a great job. Of course, Lisa will be back at South Bend, who also does a wonderful job. Um, and I think the key is just you've got to have the right team under you to support you. A promoter, the owners can only do so much. We have the best team around. I mean, Ryan Powell is here now, our tech guy. Um, he's got a meeting with several of the drivers. We're going to work on some rules packages. You know, we don't make the decisions and say this is what you have to live with. We meet with people. We meet with the drivers, and we're doing that here today, you know, getting their inputs, their rules, their class. What can we do to help? And I think that's what makes us stand out and what's going to make Plymouth great. Absolutely. Yeah. So earlier uh, earlier this month, you released a schedule. Uh, I want to highlight some of the key events that are on that schedule. And maybe for that schedule might be a good time to break some of your news. Yeah. Um, so the big thing on our schedule is we have four Saturdays. Um, we're calling it the Grand Slam uh, Outlaw Late Model Series. They'll race all four Saturdays. The payout is phenomenal. Um, the last payout for the fourth race in September on Labor Day weekend $20,000 to win. But the catch is you race every race, you get more money. So if you come to race one and then two, you get a higher payoff. If you show up for race four and it's your first race, you're racing for race one payoff. So it's a progressive pay rewarding the drivers for coming. And I think the neatest thing about that pay is it's not just for the late models. We have a couple of sportsman races, a couple of street stocks, three Hornets and front wheel drives all included with amazing pay. You can find all that on our Facebook page. Uh, but the more you race here, the better off that pay is going to get. And then our breaking news, um, which is huge for us, for the Grand Slam series for the Outlaw Late Models, any driver that comes and wins two races, we're going to give them a $1,000 bonus. If somebody can win three races, they'll get a $5,000 bonus. And if you can sweep the Grand Slam series, we'll give you a $10,000 bonus. So essentially, if you win the first three and you show up to race four and you win that, you're going to walk out of here with $30,000 in your pocket, which is crazy for Outlaw Late Models in this area. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's crazy for really a non-touring series. I mean, mm -hmm. for, for a local series, yes. that's crazy money. I mean, the total, if you were to win all of those, I believe it would be $43,000 if my memory serves. And then you get that $10,000 bonus. You're looking at fifty grand for four races, which, yeah. I mean, that's a great payday. That's a year's salary for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, for bringing in some of our guests, uh, you know, future's bright, obviously, for next year. Um, but take us maybe three, five years down the road. What do you see uh, the potential here at the newly cleaned off Plymouth Speedway <laughs> as far as other divisions? Uh, obviously, we get, uh, you know, we're heavily involved in the super late model world. Yeah. Um, touring series. I mean, what sky guys could be the limit. 
Yeah, and here it's such a large facility. We've got the great grandstands here from uh, Daytona, so you've got a great facility. You can put on some huge events here, and so we're looking at a sprint car deal we're about to announce. Um, going to bring in some sprint cars from the Anderson area up here to run. So this year we kind of put out just a basic schedule, didn't want to get too carried away, but as we move on, and it won't just be a racetrack, so we've got some rodeos that are going to lease the facility, um, some huge concerts. Kevin's working with a great promoter, and we're going to bring in some big-name concerts. And so our plan is we'll, we'll put some cement down in the infield, or we could put a stage. And So you're going to see the venue become just a huge venue for multiple things. Awesome. Well, you want to bring in some of your digni dignified guests? Yeah, we're going to put you on the hot seat. Yeah. So we're yeah, going to so start with... Yeah, um, Tony's going to be the, the uh, you know, third host here. <laughs> He's going to help us out a little bit. We're going to start with uh, Kathy Mills and Sam Kaiser. Uh, they belong to the Blunt family. So Jim Blunt is one of the Dale Earnhardt's here of the Plymouth Motor Speedway. I mean, the guy has won pretty much everything. And these lovely ladies grew up here. Sam and I have uh, known each other since we were little kids. And, of course, Ma here. And so um, they've also been involved in both sides. So not only were they here as fans, they were here as workers. They've been here as, um, you know, family to race car drivers. And the neat thing, when they walked in, guys, I think you heard it. They were talking about, like, holy smokes, we don't even recognize the right. place. Guys, this looks nothing like when we were kids. Not at all. It's very different. <laughs> nope, not so, at all. <laughs> Sam, what are some of the changes you noticed right away when you came in? Uh, the grandstand seating is just different. The track was not filled with dirt. Uh there was a tower concession stand that's gone. It the just, whole old the tower whole, is gone. Yeah, the yeah. whole tower is gone. It's just different. It's just very different. But different she, is good. She ran that tower concession stand. Yep, and I ran the tower concession stand for my grandma for as long as I can remember. You know, Bob Bob ran the track with Tom, owned it. So, you know, it was definitely a huge family event for us when Bob had the track. You know, mom was here, grandma was here, my sister was here, um, our kids were running around here, you know, our kids our kids grew up here. This is this was home to them. And this is where she grew up here. I grew up and I met my husband here, you know, so it's there's a lot of great memories here for us. You talked about grandma Pat. She was a fixture, as was Jim here for many, many years, even before Bobby and Tom owned the track. Kathy, what was it like for you growing up here? You've been coming here a long time. I know you watched Dad race here forever. You're telling some great stories before we went on air about uh, some wonderful events. And Tyler Roerig's around. We were talking about yep. the old Roerig blunt feud. Yep. What was it like growing up at a racetrack as a kid and seeing the sport evolve to what it is today? Well, we didn't have social media then, which was a good thing, because we had tips up here at the track, and they resolved themselves at the track that night. And the next week we came back and we were all friends again. I mean, we were friends. We were family. You know, Lou Stremme and Dad were big rivals. And one time Lou needed a part for his car because he needed to win the championship, I think. And Dad's like, here, take the keys. Go to the junkyard. Get what you need. And you don't have that anymore. No, I, mean, I don't feel like you have it that way anymore. Right. The camaraderie is gone. Yeah. And even the rivalries to extent. Like, we were talking, guys, yeah. like, back when we were kids, every track, you knew the rivalries. You knew mm. it was like the Hatfield and the McCoys. There was always <laughs> a battle going on. And now we've kind of lost that. So, racing is starting to come back. Car count at South Bend was really good last year. We saw a lot more kids there. Um, 
what are you guys looking forward to the most coming back to Plymouth on asphalt? Just asphalt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love my dirt track friend, but I don't like dirt. Um, I yeah. like asphalt. Yeah, and I grew up here. That it really didn't do much for you. I mean, you I've left been. Once. No, I've been here one time when it was dirt and dirt track racing does absolutely nothing for me. I don't enjoy it. I'm an asphalt girl through and through. I mean, I grew up. That's all I knew. You know, I used to sleep here with my sisters on the concrete. On the concrete. You know, when grandpa was racing, you know, I've watched my grandpa race here. My uncles, my cousin, you know, my husband, you know, so, you know, and then, yeah, yeah, the gator pit, you know, there, there never used to be a wall around this whole place. So there used to be a gator pit. My sisters and I didn't know any different. We thought there were real gators back there. We thought there were real gators back there. And I remember one night grandpa went down there and my sister and I were hysterical because we thought grandpa was going to get eaten by gators. And mom had to explain to us, there's not really gators down there. It's just a, it's just a metaphor. It's fine. He's fine. So it just, there's just all kinds of different memories from here, you know, that are just good. It's good to be, it's good to be back home. Oh, this is definitely home. This is, this is home, you know, and this is, this is home for Eric. You know, we live 15 minutes from New Paris and we choose to race 45 minutes from home because this is this is home to us and south bend is home too currently for us you know so and it's become quite the family atmosphere kind of like our old days growing up you know everybody when you come into south bend and next year to plymouth like it really is a good family atmosphere people are helping out we're trying to get back to the old days yeah i mean eric is super good not to toot my horn because he's my husband or anything but he is super good about If somebody needs something, you know, he's, what can I get you? What can I help you with? What can I do for you? Um, And it doesn't matter, you know, if he's fifth in points and that person's 10 points behind him, you know, he will do, Eric will do whatever he can to help anybody in need, anybody. And that's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. So you guys both had worked here in the concessions. I know Grandma Pat ran the whole joint. I don't know how she did it. Like she was an energizer bunny, but. So a lot of people watching, they might not understand. I know you guys have been on both sides, but what it takes to just open the gates on a Friday or a Saturday, like the time that goes into it. You spend your whole day here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're here. It seems like 16 plus hours and a day. You know, we didn't leave some nights till one in the morning Yeah, because, you know, I had to bring everybody their money and I had to take it all home. So we were here nonstop. Yeah. But when I grew up, we raced Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. That's all I knew was South Bend, New Paris, and Plymouth. Yeah. Since I was six. Yeah. And people people don't understand <laughs> that running a track is very difficult. Especially now because people don't want to work. Yeah. So <laughs> it's you know, I ran the concession stand in South Bend for a while and it was hard because I couldn't get people to come to work. Nobody wants to work, so it's super difficult right now and But running a track is hard. It's eye-opening, and you definitely learn at that point. I think Bob has learned the hard way who your true friends are, and, you know, um, it just happens. It's tough, and people don't realize it at all how hard it is. 
For sure. Then you yeah. add that social media aspect. Right. Yes. Everybody's, a, everybody's a critic, yep. you know. Oh, exactly. There are days I really, really want to comment on people's comments about, <laughs> right. why are you canceling the race? Is the sun shining? Well, it wasn't shining five hours ago. Right. You know, you don't understand. When you unlock the gate, you got to pay the insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The cost. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just I mean, to open the gate on any given yeah. night, let alone your employees start driving. They want something. Yeah. And if you don't race, you're out all this money that mm-hmm. just for trying. Good point. And I think the neighbors will be happiest back to asphalt. Yeah. <laughs> That's good Definitely to hear. A little I know that lady right there, and I guarantee you she'll be happy. It's asphalt, not food anymore. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that as the promoter. Because, you, know. you guys got anything else for these wonderful you ladies? You know what? You're doing such a great job. I, I, think I hijacked their show. <laughs> you know what? We appreciate having somebody to do yeah. this for us. It's great. Well, I really appreciate you both. I know... Uh, it was a little hard walking in here, especially for you, Kathy. You have so many memories of this place. And, of course, it brings up a lot of memories of mom and dad, uh, two great people. Um, man, your mom gave the best hugs, like <laughs> one of the you. most wonderful Yeah, ladies. really. Thanks, thanks, Tony. She, well, you do, too. <laughs> um, but I really appreciate you. I know it was tough. And thank you guys for coming down this morning. And- I have a great big billboard at my house on my back deck. Because at one point, these one stands up here used to be the Jim and Pat Plunk stand. Oh, that's awesome. And so I have that in my porch. That's awesome. They were a huge stable. I mean, that's the Blunts and the Roigs were the names I remember Blunts, growing yeah, up Roigs here. and yeah. Hannah's. Yeah. yeah. We had quite the we Hannah quite, rivalry. Yep, Speaking yeah. of Hannah's, we want to send a shout out to Charlie. He was yeah, scheduled man. to be one of our guests and has COVID, so we're thinking of you, buddy, and praying for you. I it's feel almost, for you, it's Charlie. It's almost like he wrote and read my note cards. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, ladies, so much for coming. I appreciate it. And thanks, and, uh, thanks for having yeah, us. We'll be back. Yeah, 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 I know you will. That's the exciting part. Yeah. I'll get to see you a lot more often. So. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks again to Kathy and Sam for coming down. And uh, who I got next? Yeah. Who you want next? All right. I tried to get Bob here, but he's busy working yeah. on yeah. his cars. He always is. Let's. Well, uh, Steve Stacy's sitting close by, so <laughs> there go. we'll say goodbye to these wonderful Steve. ladies Bye. and bring in noisy Bye. Steve Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> While he comes up, my first memory of Steve Stacy ever was uh, he raced mini stocks back in the day, the four-cylinder class. And I remember the black car, blue 95 on the side, and parked it in Victory Lane. He used to take pictures right here on the front back in the old uh, Capitol Speedway of Plymouth days. Yeah. Um, so where did you get started at in racing? Talk a little bit about where you came from, Steve. Well, I grew up here watching. Um, and I was 18 in 1995, and I started racing here. Took me a year and a half to build my first car, old four door Impala, and uh, started racing in '95, and that's where it all began. Started racing here, I raced here forever, and then my first year was like what they was talking about. I, I would go here on uh, Sundays, New Paris on Saturdays, and South Bend on Fridays, and three nights a week. Different rules at every track. <laughs> yeah, you have to change something. <laughs> yeah, late, late nights, and early mornings. Didn't get a lot of sleep back then. Didn't have much of a crew, just me and the wife, and it was fun. So you've got a ton of experience in pretty much anything with wheels on it. But here lately, you've been doing the Outlaw Late Model Series with the Triple L Motorsports team. Uh, Lonnie, one of the greatest guys I've ever had the pleasure of meeting, put you in some good equipment. Um, you've won everywhere. You've taken that 95, won some big races. Uh, even back in the old Wayne Jimerson days, you know, you guys have a big uh, sizzler win and a lot of good wins. What do you think it's going to be like coming back here? We've got this progressive series, some huge money on the line for you guys. What do you think it'll be like coming back to the asphalt at Plymouth? It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Um, it, it's just going to be great coming back here for one and then having a bigger track to race the outlaw on. 
you know, is, is going to be awesome too. South Bend is, is really hard with the outlaws because it's so tight and small sure. and no, nowhere to go. No, you've got a lot more room here and a lot more speed. It's going to be something different. Um, what, 10 years ago, I think, was the last time we ran here. Yeah. Or 10, 11 years ago. So it's going to have to go back by memory and, and feel <laughs> and just, I think it'll all come back quick though. I think we're going to have a, an awesome crowd of cars and people here with the payout that it's going to be. It's going to be simply amazing. So being a racer, I'm sure you've seen the payout. One of the things that we're kind of happy with is it's not all on top. We spread that payout. I mean, if you get fifth, you're going to leave here with some money. As a racer, even with the tire expense and pit passes and fuel, what's it like to have that money spread out instead of just the winner getting that big piece? That's phenomenal. It's going to make it affordable where you can go do it and, and not not scrimp to do it and not be able to have to select races to, to be able to afford one that you really want to go to. You know, that's what's hard a lot a lot of the times without while racing you want to go do some big shows but you got to miss one or two because you got to put the money together sure. to do them it costs so much you, you just can't, simply can't do them all but because they don't pay back like that with this one paying like that it's going to be great you know Lonnie's an awesome car owner and we get some support with Wade and everything but it still costs a ton of money and we're, we're really low budget people don't realize how low yeah. budget we are but good finishes keep us coming back because it, it builds you know builds the pop back up for people watching, they might not understand just that you live close to here. So even just to come from your shop to here, um, by the time you put fuel in the car, the truck, you get your pit passes, you get some new tires. What's the cost just to, before you ever get into the gate? Well, you're you're about five hundred dollars for a set of tires, and you know um, if you can get them the last two weeks, three weeks, two weeks you're about average. Um, a lot of guys only go one week. Two weeks you're doing pretty good. Three weeks you just don't happen. Yeah. So. You know, you're buying $500 set of tires, your race fuel, you're, you're going to spend $80 at least every week or every every night you go racing, I should say, on race fuel and then pit passes, depending on how many people you bring and how you treat them. Right. You know, you're, you're spending five, well, probably seven, $800 to show up. Just to get in the gate. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and what it, I think a lot of every people. Week if you don't buy mm -hmm. tires. Right. Week, but, but still the cost there. I mean, you figure four races a month, you do the math, like. It's costing you a lot of money to a racing. So the big question, and I have a lot of non-race friends, they always ask, well, if it's so expensive, why do you do it, Steve? Because we love it. This is we were, this is this is all we know. Right? <laughs> you know, it's, this is our hobby. This is what we love. Right. This is this when we get to October. What do normal people do on Saturdays? Right. <laughs> you do it because that's all you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. When racing's over, it's like no. I mean, right. I'm, I'm always busy tearing the cars apart and trying to right. get more speed and redo them and everything else. There's always something to do, but. It's just weird not going to the that, that first weekend's like, I need to be somewhere right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what am I missing? Like, yeah, you feel really weird. You're like, shouldn't I be somewhere? Yeah. And so, so I say, you know, one thing you said a minute ago that kind of struck out to me is you talked about how much more room there is going to be out here to actually race. You know, we've been seeing some of the outlaw shows at, at South Bend, just the tight quarters sometimes can turn into a demo derby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, unfortunately. So, yeah, as unfortunate as it is, and you talk about costs, I mean, that all adds up. So. What kind of racing do you think we might see out here on a bigger track? You're going to see some real good racing. I remember back when we ran here before, it was a lot of good racing. You uh, once, the, once the track got resurfaced, the first year was a little touchy because it was slick. Yeah. It wasn't, but there was one groove. After that, they got it all worked in. Man, it was great racing. Side you, by side. You could race the top side, the bottom side. You had room. You know, it was great. So what are, you, uh, what are your plans for this coming season? You know, you got all winter to rebuild. I know you guys have a lot of cars out of your shop, so what is the plan for your team for 2022? Uh, run South Bend, run here, and, and 
mainly, um, and run some new pair of shows. Just uh, just go out and try to win as many races as we can. Help the guys that uh, help me. Uh, you know, we got Isaac getting in a different sportsman car, a newer newer car, and uh, help Travis out and all that good stuff. Yeah, we got eight cars in the shop right yeah. now. So I thought it was up. We got street stock, sportsman's outlaws. We got we got, wait. Wade's got a sickness, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, <believe. laughs> I like it. <laughs> it keeps me busy, that's right. for sure. Uh, we're going to finally put our new outlaw together we got in 2020. Um, that Port City car. Nice. Because we, we wounded ours pretty bad championship night. Here at yeah. South it's fixable. It's not killed or nothing. But it's time to put the new one together, especially with the, the purse and, and the racing that's going to be here. I want to give it my best opportunity. So hopefully the new car is as good as I think it's going to be. And it goes together well and it ends up. Great, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Good. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's always a pleasure to catch up and talk with you. Um, and we, we look forward to seeing you back next year. I look forward to being here. I love the changes he's made. I love seeing it asphalt again. It's great. Um, just being here brings back a lot of memories. Yeah. Different different with the bleachers, but I think it's going to be nice. I, I said it once or twice, um, and they are really comfortable. So the fans are really going to love the facility, and I think we're going to put on a hell of a show for them. Awesome. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Steve Stacy, I tell you, one of the greatest guys you can meet. Always a friendly face. Steve, good luck. We'll see you, buddy. Thank you for having me. See you guys. All right. Up next, uh, we're going to bring in Brandon and Ronnie Maynard. They're behind us here somewhere. I, I tell you, so a lot of these guys, my favorite part so far is hearing like, man, I can't wait. The bleachers are different. The place mm-hmm. is different. But we grew up here. My dad raced here for many, many years. Every Sunday we'd come down here. Um, and so it's neat, like reminiscing and like mm-hmm. seeing guys for me, like I watched race here. Has been pretty awesome. Right. You talk about the facility too. I mean, just the grandstands and the facility itself yeah. is just you've got great bones to start with. Mm-hmm. You know, and now couple that with what we might potentially see on track, you got a home run. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so joining us now, guys, you talk about rivalries. They have a family <laughs> rivalry. I tell you what, uh, these two when they raced against each other, especially when the good old snake was out here, your dad made you guys didn't give each other an inch anywhere you went. Uh, Funny story, I always tell this story whenever I get Ronnie on camera. I interviewed him at New Paris for a spring sizzler win one day, and I think it was 5000 to win, and I was interviewing him, and the crowd was a little upset. There's some bumping and rubbing at the end, and he said, I'd wreck my mother for $5,000, and the crowd went nuts. Man, the history here, you guys have kind of walked in with that awestruck look on your face, seeing it back to asphalt, the surface looks good. Uh, you both got cars. I know, Brandon, you've been building a lot of cars. You and Jacob out of the shop, I know Ronnie's been helping. What's it like uh, to have the whole family racing to be able to come back to Plymouth? Well, it's good to see it back asphalt. Jacob raced here one time in a 600 mini sprint, and that's the last time I'd been here in the dirt. But um, just it was good to see. We told a lot of stories back and forth when our dad raced here. Every Sunday morning, he woke us up at 5 o'clock. No matter what time we got done Saturday night. Yeah. We had Which was dis- usually 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we had to dismount and mount tires with an old jappy stick to get back here to race on Sunday. And, you know, that's it's been pretty neat to see this come back to life. So what's it like for you guys? Ronnie, you know, the boys race with you. You always part together. Brandon, your boys are racing all over the place as well. What's it like uh, to have the whole family? I mean, there's some nights at South Bend where we've had the entire family there. Uh, what's it like to race with the family? Uh, I, I think it's it's great. It's awesome. I just can't wait to get to the racetrack the next week when we're all together. You know, it, it's it's a time when we actually all get together yeah. at the racetrack. No matter which track, we're there. 
yeah, no matter who's racing, even if you're not, you all tend to go support each other. Um, so next year, I know you've been doing some street stock racing. Brandon, you got several cars. I don't know. Do you still have the modified or? No, I got rid of that thing. Okay. Um, we got a sportsman car. We got two outlaw cars. Uh, Ronnie's street stock. Logan's got a street stock. Austin's got one. Another sportsman. Austin, Logan's got a late model. So it's going to be, if there's a race, there you be, might yeah. see a Maynard there. That's the way we're, as long as we can keep that going, we'll be happy. And even that, we were talking about grandkids. I mean, we're all getting a little older. And now the grandkids, like, they're all at the racetrack, too. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're there, and they're excited. Um, so, Ronnie, for you, the, the street stocks here, we've got that progressive pace, some big money on the line, a 2000 2500 to win show. What's it going to be like to come back here and race for a really good purse? It's uh, first time in years that I, that I love racing, but this really got me excited. I cannot wait to get back. I, I, when I, we rolled up and was looking at the track, I'm like, Man, are we going to be able to get on the track this year? I'm ready. You know, I'm really excited to have the whole family here, and and uh, this is great. This is going to be awesome. So back when you guys raced here before, what were some of the highlights uh, of racing around here? I know you're talking about racing in the Outlaw here a little bit, and you've raced pretty much everything here. What was it like before, uh, back when we were younger? Well, it was tough. You had the Blunt, Brian Ross. You know, yeah. when Ronnie and I was talking – when he drove for Cass Castellucci, he made some good runs there against those guys. But, you know, J.R. Roaring, we had Bob, you know, the, the old man Jim, we had Brian. It was tough. You know, this was a place where you had to have bring your stuff. It takes a good motor, a good car. You're not just going to come here with a, an average program and, and put a good show on. You're going to have to come with a race car. And, um, you know, it's a funny story. Jacob was 12. And we were getting ready to come here. We had this car when he started racing street stocks, loaded up, and his mother said, put a stop to it. And the very that was the last race of the year, so he never got to race around here on asphalt. So he's really looking forward to coming here with a good outlaw, you know. Yeah. So um, we got a lot to look forward to next year. Um, I think every place you can go race uh, next year, you got – Kalamazoo's got a lot of big races. South Bend has the Gambler and some good shows. You know, it, it, it makes it where you want to do it again. When you start racing for nothing, yeah. you know, and you got 50, 60 grand in a sportsman, 20, $30,000 in a street stock, and you start, the racing, weekly racing is, is pretty much dead. You know, um, this programs like this, big shows is where it's going to be. And I think you hit the nail on the head when we sat down and talked about this place. The weekly shows, you get your, your, your fans that are going to go no matter what, uh, but trying to draw in new fans, and that's what we need to get back to the sport. You know, We look around, and a lot of the people we used to go to the track with aren't there anymore. They're not coming, and so trying to put on big shows where you have 35 outlaws show up or 40 or 50 street stocks, and they're seeing a variety of cars, I think is absolutely where it's at. This is just great for me. I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm like a fly on the wall over here. It's great. Ronnie, what do you think you're looking forward to most next year? I know you said you're excited to be here. Um, you've raced all over the place. I mean, you've taken that street stock to tracks that I haven't even been to. Um, what do you think is going to be the highlight of 2022? I just think everybody getting back to Plymouth is, and the payoff, that's going to bring in a lot of new faces, I think, new crowd. That's what we need. Uh, there was a lot of guys that from Kalamazoo showed up to South Bend and like, oh, crap, this place is different. And they didn't run well. And then right. I mean, there was the top guys from Kalamazoo. I think here, they'll, everybody will come down and try it out. And this is a racy, 
place. I think I think everybody that's going to show up here and race for that kind of money is going to be outstanding for 2022. That's why I'm so pumped. I love racing with all different cars and people. We just got to get our rules package all closer together so we can all go Friday night and Plymouth or South Bend or, you know. Everybody complaining that the best pavement around was buried under dirt. They don't have that excuse anymore. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm glad you said that because that's right. We hear that a lot. If you went back asphalt, I'd be there. Well, we went back asphalt, so we hope they get here. And you got the best pavement around. So this is the newest. I thought for the last several years, whoever put the pavement down first was going to win the fight. Well, there it is. We get to see it. All now right. if we can get Hoosier to get their act together and get us some tires or just go to a Macquarie or something, we would be able to put on a real good race. Absolutely. Well, guys, I thank you so much for coming down. I know we've got a rules meeting coming up, and I'm glad you're both here for that. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back here. I'm excited to see the Maynard family back here and and see the big things you mentioned. Logan has been pretty excited about this outlaw he's got. Um, Just talked to Austin. Fortunately, Austin is down at Nashville. They went to race, had some trailer issues on the way down there. But the guys just travel like, and that's what it's about. You go wherever you can go, and you can race wherever you can race. The last I looked, he was ninth fastest in practice. Never been on the track, so I've been on race monitor watching yeah. that as well. So. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming down and joining us, and we certainly appreciate and wish you the best next year. Thanks very thank much. you. Thanks, guys. All right, Scotty, you ready? Up next, we're going to bring on uh, a good guy. Like, if you meet Scotty Gardner, <laughs> you've met a funny dude. You're going to laugh. You're going to smile a lot. And he might get your camera stolen. Yeah, that too. <laughs> he's geeked up about racing. Some boys had some some good success at Grundy towards the end of the year, man. Started heating up at the end. Yeah, of the year. it was cooking. It was, it was good season. Great. So Plymouth here, you got a chance to look at the asphalt when you came in a little bit, man. Uh, have you ever been here before? Yeah, my dad raced here. I want to say four or five times. We're in all the CRA events out here. Yeah, my uncle raced here a couple times. Uh, this this track's not unknown for me. So next year, we've got some big races for the street stocks on Saturday, some big money. I know Friday's a little tough. You guys, you know, you live close to Grundy, so you race there. But uh, what are your plans? Are you guys going to come down here on some Saturdays and do some shows? I know always a treat when you come to South Bend, and, and everybody seems to love you. So what's your plans for Plymouth next year? We're definitely going to make it out to every Saturday race, as long as Grundy schedules don't conflict. I know the feeling. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah I'm sure, right? Yeah. Um, we're gonna try to get out here. It's nice. I got. We have a summer place in 15 minutes later. Oh, I, yeah, I did see. So I got somewhere to stay at just to drive on Friday nights. Rough. Get here yeah. about five, six in the morning this time. Mm-hmm. We love it. We're, gonna, we're definitely coming out. I'll, I'll try to make it all the Saturdays. So So when you come to a new track, you said your dad's been here, so he probably has a few notes. But as a driver, when you come here, you've never been on the surface. What's it like when you pull into a new track? Like, what's it take to figure it out and, and try and be up front? I don't know. Grunny, Grunny's a pretty hard track, so it's kind of nice when we go to these different tracks. And the cars are fairly set up. Put on some stickers and just go on whatever you got. You got so, <laughs> what do you anticipate the differences being between here and Grunny? Both three eighths of a mile. That's funny you said that. I was just talking to my buddy about it. This kind of reminds me of a Grunny type track. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our setup's gonna be real close when we come out here. But um, we're, we're underpowered. We, our street stock rules they definitely are not yeah. the same street stock rules as the Midwest or like Indiana, Michigan tracks. So, yeah, you weirdos up there run mirrors, and I can't figure that out. But, well, you know. so, so, Tony, talk about that, you know, which a lot of our guys from Grundy and stuff mm-hmm. are going to pay attention to that. Mirrors, radios, it's a big thing out here. This is a bigger track, obviously. In yeah. South Bend, we don't want to encourage blocking, anything like that. This is a little bigger track, a little more room to race, a little faster. So, 
and I know it's unpopular. I have a ton of friends from Grundy area, Rockford, and, and they beat me up about this. I mean, Seth well, Bloomer, those guys, like, man, like they, they beat me up, and I'm sure they'll blow up my phone, but we won't allow any mirrors or radios. Um, Indiana's just way different. The Illinois tracks, they're big on that. In Indiana, like, you won't find a track around here, even Michigan, that is going to allow you to run mirrors or radios. So we choose not to. Um, I know you probably have different opinions, but. No, I, I don't. I think all I care about is I don't think any rules are better i think they just need to come together yeah mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of racers left like i think tracks need to get together and like you go to grundy we i believe we have seven pages of rules for street side class i go to south bend and i look at the rules and there's one page of rules yeah i'm not saying you guys are bad i'm not saying grundy's bad but we got to come together somewhere in the middle and that way we can just have more race racers and mm-hmm. we have more racers we have more friends you know and, and that's right. something that kills i kills racing you know because we're only an hour out you know we, we want to come racing but it's hard like I come under power here and I come racing, yeah. but we just, we got to make, make it do, you know? And I agree. And that's something that we're definitely, we're having a meeting here today about rules, trying to figure it out because I think every guest we've had has mentioned rules yep. mm-hmm. um, and, and that's big. And so um, we get it and we're trying to, to get something a little bit better to make it fair. But you talked about, even when you come race, you, you go underpowered. Why do you come to South Bend, even though you know you're underpowered? What, I started racing <laughs> what, two years ago now and I've been to, I have to find 10 different tracks, and I just get out when I can go. There's sometimes I'm running three times a weekend, and I just, I like racing. And for you, one of my favorite things, it doesn't really matter what happens on or off the track. You're just always in a good mood. Like, you talk about you're addicted to racing. It's just a thrill for you, and it doesn't matter what happens. You think he's in a good mood if nothing happens. You should see him win. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the pictures. Heard about the celebration. One of my other questions, uh, what was it like to race with your old man? My dad and I, when he was alive, we traveled everywhere. We did the racing thing, but... For you to actually race against the old man, what's that like? Well, last year it sucked because I got him all week talking about he's kicking my butt. <laughs> so that was that sucked. But no, this year was fun. I got a little bit more experience. Got a better car. I bought Cheryl Hume's car at the end of last yeah. season. And that car came around, really came to life in the middle of the season, middle of season this year. It was fun rubbing doors. I almost destroyed his car at Rockford, but it was fun racing. <laughs> Once you started beating him, did you rub it in his nose? Oh, my God. We're rough. Oh, first we, week. We are rough. We are rough people. It's it's fun weekly just hearing all the banter around the house is, is yeah. yeah it makes the it week enjoyable. after his first win I walk down there to the pit and he is ordering his dad around no you need to do this like, wait a minute <laughs> I don't know about all that turned, huh? <laughs> no, I still gotta listen to him. that guy's got 25, 26 years of racing all so is that what got you into racing oh yeah man sure. racing yeah I was watching uh, DVDs and I don't even old stuff from Raceway from two thousands. We have, we have a track in the raceway in Blue yeah. Island. Yeah, I live in Blue Island. and shut down the year I was born, of course. You know? Yeah. Which I'm kind of glad that it's not open. I'd probably be even more broke than I am right now. <laughs> See, oh, yeah, they were bad. They raced like four times a week at the same track. Yeah, oh. they're running enduros, I believe, on Sundays. and I believe they ran Friday and Saturday weekly shows. Wow. Right. And then way back in the day, that everybody talks that they had like uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I think they ran a Wednesday show, too. It's insane. It's hard enough to get the car to the track. Right, let alone multiple. Well, Scotty, man, I appreciate it. I know it was a little bit of a drive down, but I told these guys, I was like, man, when you get Scotty on a show, he's always hyped up and and happy-go-lucky. And and it's neat to have fans see it. Like we talked about, you race Grundy, you come down to South Bend, you fit right in. Like we treated you like family from day one. Yeah, you guys are great about Um, that. I know you made a ton of new friends down there. A lot of people helped you. It's gotta, it's gotta be awesome to just go somewhere and know that, hey, I'm gonna pull in and be cool here. Yeah, it's cool, especially with the South Bend guys. They, they travel, they tend to travel a lot. So when I go out to like Kalamazoo or um, wherever, I'm 40. Yeah. I always 
see familiar faces. Nice, you know? Yeah. You don't like being a stranger. Right, right. All right, Scotty Gardner, look for him next year. Uh, new car, I think he's going to be really good. Man, we appreciate you for coming down. Thanks for All right, and that will bring us to our final two guests. A uh, couple of late model guys. We're going to bring in Dirty D, Andrew DeVries, and The Rocket, Tyler Rorick. We kind of talked about Tyler before he got here. Man, this kid has been on a rail. Uh, this year alone, he's won in a sprint car on pavement. He's won in a dirt modified, an asphalt modified, and his outlaw late model. Uh, Andrew is his cousin, if you didn't know that. So they kind of work out of the same shop and get a, a lot of uh, help from each other. Uh, you guys both run in the Outlaws. Tyler, you run everything, so it's a little different for you. But Andrew, running that Outlaw, you spend all day at work at the real job. Then how long do you spend in the shop during the week trying to get that thing ready? Uh, it just depends, you know, how the week went racing. Some weeks it's 20, 30 hours, some it's a handful hours here and there, but usually on average, probably about 20 hours a week working there. And Tyler, for you it's a little different because you do work for pretty much everybody. Um, we see the Rocket Fab and suspension, you do shocks for folks. So how often are you in the shop? Like what's, what's your week look like? Uh, well, usually, you know, we usually start at uh, 9 or a little before 9. Uh, me and I have one employee, Cameron Clark. He also does my tires on my car, on my race cars. But uh, anywhere from there to, you know, 9, nine 10 o'clock at night, just, it depends, uh, you know, how the previous week racing went, usually on how late I'm going to stay out there. You know, some nights it's, it's midnight, uh, some nights it's earlier, just kind of like Andrew said, it, it really just depends what happened the previous week. So for you guys, you both raced here back when it was asphalt, uh, what do we say, about eight years ago or so or longer. And now you're back, you're seeing the asphalt. When you first walked up, what was kind of your first initial reaction to see the asphalt? Uh, I tell you, when he said he was going to dig the dirt up, it was, you know, I, I got super excited. Uh, this track's probably at the most five minutes away from our shop. It's just right down the road. And I would have bet, you know, a lot of money that this track would have been all broke up yeah. and tore apart, you know, underneath and with all the weight and stuff over the years. But it's really mind blowing to see that this place is really in super good condition. And, you know, even look and see that there's even the line still painting the track. So it's just crazy to see. And I'm really super excited to get back out here and do racing because I, you know, I had, I raced my late model here, uh, my first year race late models one time and then. I raced a handful of street stock races here, so I don't have a whole lot of experience on the asphalt here, but definitely in the future, I'm gonna get a lot of laps around here. And for both of you growing up, I remember always seeing uh, JR out here in the 24. Um, so what was it like for you guys growing up watching, you know, your, your family out here and your dad, Tyler, um, and now gonna come back and race against him. And I know you did a little bit back in the day, but coming back here, a track that's pretty much home for you guys. What's it like to come home and be able to race against your dad again? Oh, you know, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's it's something I've I've longed for since since it went to dirt. You know, um, I really didn't get the chance back in the day to watch my dad a lot. Um, by the time I I was old enough to know what was going on, he had already already started traveling uh, to different places, so we didn't come here a lot. But uh, you know, by the time I was old enough to start racing, I raced here a lot. This is kind of like where I grew up, so it's kind of like you know bringing my childhood back so to speak which is which is awesome you know I'm, I'm really excited really glad to see what what Kevin has uh, has planned for 2022 so we've got this uh, four race progressive deal I'm sure both of you read a lot about that great payout throughout the field uh, our hope is to bring in a lot of different names you know here South Bend you know a lot of guys don't like it it's fast not a lot of room 
here, much bigger track. What do you think it's going to take just to, to make these A features here uh, with the amount of interest so far in this show? Uh, it's, you know, one thing, like you said, you know, Southbound, a lot of people don't go down there. And, you know, what I can recollect from, you know, my teenage years and younger years from watching him and, you know, my uncle race and stuff is, you know, you will get those guys from, you know, Kalamazoo, Berlin, a lot of them, you know, northern guys, even maybe a few Ohio guys that come over. And uh, I feel, you know, they're definitely going to have a good show on the late models. And um, it's it's going to be tough. You know, you better better be on your A game here. And uh, it's, it's you know, I'd probably two to three tenths at the absolute most is probably going to separate the whole field. And it's going to be tough. But, you know, from what I can remember back in the day, there's, there's always been a lot of good passing here. And it's, uh, I think the, the fans are going to be on their, their feet a lot watching, you know, the races you guys have. Uh, for the schedule for this year. Tyler, so you do a lot of setups. Um, for here, it's going to be different for everybody. It hasn't been asphalt in several years. Uh, a lot of new guys who've never raced here come. What's it going to take to try and figure out the setup here? I mean, is it going to be a whole new ball game, or will you be able to go back to some of the notes maybe you guys had from before? Uh, well, you know, I think uh, I think the cars are way different now even than they were, you know, eight years ago or so. So I'm sure things will be a lot different. Um and I had some other people ask me about, you know, what they think the track will be like. And, you know, Berlin used to have dirt on it, right? Yeah. Well, when they take that off in the spring, that place was like lightning fast. So it, it had a tons of, it had tons of grip. I don't know if the dirt just, you know, kind of like sucked the oil out of the track or something. But, uh, you know, I expect the same thing here. Really, I'm sure it'll be really, really fast the first first few nights, just you know, because the, you know, with the dirt being on it now, it's all. Yeah, that's a good take. I, yeah. I think. Yeah, talking about the dirt sucking up some of that oil and some of the grime that just sits on it. You know, I didn't think about it that yeah. way. Yeah, it's just like the speedy drive. Right, yeah. yeah. A lot of speedy drive. Yeah. So, Tyler, for you, you kind of race anything with wheels. Um, you've done the CRA stuff. You've done sprints. You've done dirt. This year, you've had a really successful year. You've won in multiple different classes, dirt and asphalt. For you, jumping in and out of different cars, what's it like to get used to going from the super late model to a sprint car into a dirt car? Uh, I mean, it's it's tough, you know, especially at first, you know, when I was going from sprint cars to late models a lot, that was a uh, that was hard to get used to. Um, it's just two totally different styles, I guess. But now I've done it enough, you know, where at least when I get in the sprint car, whether it's wing or non-wing, it's just it's kind of like normal, you know what I mean? But I've been doing some dirt racing the last few weeks, and that's been a little bit different getting yeah. used to. Um, we actually won last week somehow uh, driving for Todd Sherman, but. Um, Dave Yuri, but um, yeah, last night uh, ran and didn't go as well, you know. Right. But uh, it, it's been just—it's been a tough adjustment, you know, for sure. But learning and getting better. But it's—it's it's just a lot of fun to drive different stuff, and you know, just to kind of broaden your horizon on, on what's out there as far as racing and different. You know, it, it takes a different skill set to run, sure. to run each thing. So it's just—it's something I like to do. Um, and let's talk about real quick your your biggest wins to the uh, in your career. Andrew, we'll start with you. What's your biggest uh, achievement uh, i wish i could say i have as many as tyler but uh you know i'm still back trying to read his resume so. right, right. uh you know back when this was still asphalt i won the first jim blunt memorial street stock races uh you know a handful of races here and there at new paris and won a one of the bigger pain race at galesburg a few years ago and i uh, just i'm just a saturday night racer you know i'm just trying to win the thousand dollar win races and that's about it really 
And Tyler, for you, what do you think your uh, biggest accomplishment or best win was? Uh, a little 500 for sure. Yeah. And that was just this year. Other than that, you know, won a few sizzlers and clashes, you know, and that was, those are probably second, but little 500 for sure is the biggest. Yeah, you have a lot of competition at the little 500. I mean, that race is no joke, a really long race. Mm-hmm. So to win that one and put your name on that list has to be pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, something I've been working at for, for a few years. Um, it's just uh, just kind of cool, like, because they still consider me a late model guy. Yeah. You know, so that's that was that's kind of the cool thing about it, I guess. Nice. And so what are your plans for next year, guys? What do you what do you think you're going to be doing? Where are you going to be racing at? Where can your fans see you? Uh... You know, I've, I've obviously, you know, I'm definitely going to try to run all the races here in the late model and bounce around with that. Uh, I'd like to say my main priority now, uh, I'm going to finish redoing, uh, try to finish redoing Daryl Flick's street stock that I yeah. raced a few years back. Uh, we had some pretty good success in that. He bought that car from uh, Chucky Barnes down in uh, Louisville. A lot of street stock people yeah. know who Chucky is. Uh, so I've been trying to finish redoing that. I'd like to do a lot more uh, street stock racing, you know, with the late model and stuff. Uh, I have a lot more fun racing street stocks, it seems like. You know, the, the care and, the, you know, the worries are probably half as a late model. I do enjoy racing late models, the speed and the competition and, Still and everything. It, yeah. But, you know, the, the street stocks is, you know, what I really enjoy racing. So I'm definitely going to, like I said, do the late model stuff here and, uh, try to hit the bigger paying street stock shows with the with the street stock and just kind of see how the year unfolds. You know, I yeah. can't promise anything. <laughs> and Tyler, what about you? What are your 2022 plans look like? Um, you know, I don't really ever have a set schedule. Yeah. You know, I'll, obviously, I'm going to try and run all the the big four uh, Grand Slam series, right? Yeah, run yeah. that here. Uh, you know, Sizzler Clash, Little 500. All those are usually benchmarks on my schedule, but. You know, I got some USAC commitments with uh, Terry Platt and Bobby East and their cars, so um, probably have to work a little bit around that. But just, you know, whatever looks fun that weekend is kind of is kind of what I'm going to do, whether it's late bottles, front car, or whatever. You know what I mean? That's just kind of the way we like to do things. I tell you what, guys, two of the best around and, and a great yep. family to come out of. Uh, I want to thank you both for coming down this morning. Take your time out. We look forward to seeing you next year, guys. Certainly. Thank you very Thanks much. A lot. Thanks, Thanks. Go all right, that's all my guests for today. So we see a lot of people walking yep, by. There's two people at home are like, what, what's going on? We have some rules meetings that are going to kick off here whenever we finish this video up. But, man, I got to tell you, what some, some neat stories and a lot of different oh, yeah. perspectives. Mm-hmm. Hearing about, like, the cost of racing, the cost of running a track, the time that goes into it, the amount of time they spend in the shops. I don't think a lot of fans understand, like, for these guys, they work a full-time job, and then they also have a full-time job in the shop, you know. So That and just the excitement. Around, yeah, around this and what it's come back to, you know, really we equate it to you guys can walk the track. You know, it was mm-hmm. still here; it was dirt, but it's it's different. Right. Um, so you guys have lost this asphalt track, and a lot of the families that had been here when it was asphalt now they're coming back. There's that excitement. There's those memories, those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely something we can relate to losing our track. You know, and you've welcomed us in and made us feel like home in all these other places. So I'm sure we'll feel the same way here. But just that excitement that everybody seems to come with is it's intoxicating. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I, and it's yeah. yeah, I'm watching the crowds of people and they're all right, just staring at the asphalt the and it's just smiles. And it's neat to see, like, man, mm-hmm. everybody's just happy go lucky and happy to be here. And that's why we had our meetings here today. We wanted to kind of show off the new asphalt, but just seeing the amount of people coming in even for a driver's meeting i mean it's a sunday morning halloween you all got other stuff you want to be doing and 
and they're all here. And so it, it's exciting. And their excitement as a promoter really gets me excited. Because I'm like, yeah, and, you know, um, I just, I really can't thank you guys enough for coming out and doing the show and being a part of this. Well, we appreciate it again. Yeah. Um, definitely with, I think, the success of this one is probably not going to be the only one we do yeah. out here. Yeah, you're giving him ideas. Uh, I'm ideas. <laughs> anytime, you know, any of the tracks, you come over anytime. Yeah, so we're definitely looking forward to it. That's all we have. Like I said, they got rules meetings here coming up, so we're going to let Tony go, and we're going to let us go. Yeah, I um, see the brand roofing truck coming in. So. Yeah, so yeah, we're the boss. Yeah, that means work is getting ready to get done here. So we thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, keep tabs on all of our socials, uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, for our next show, whenever that's going to be. Like I said, I'm getting fired up and excited again here. So who knows? might be sooner rather than later. But, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Everybody that supports the show. Uh, obviously, Good Acre Photography, S4 Motorsports, some of our sponsors and partners out there. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. I want to wish you all a happy Halloween, happy off-season, and we hope you guys get your backside track side here in 2021. Thanks, guys. That's on you, producer. That, yeah, it's on me. <laughs> i figure out how the end will end live now. Should we talk about it? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs>